some of you are even driving and listening that's some dedication there i pray that the power of god will not hit you in a way that you'll be carried in a better way okay i remember once can i tell you a story before i start can you all see me okay one of my friends in college got saved while i was uh, testifying to her about my life she comes from a hindu background so she came to hear me preach somewhere and i was speaking a lot in tongues you know some of you might notice that i speak in tongues and she she asked me after she witnessed the meeting she was driving back in her car i was driving back in my car she called me on the phone she said hey what was that you were like speaking in a language which i don't know you were like going on so many times and uh, uh maybe we can send her back <laughs> you know uh, i'm talking about my one and a half year old here i don't want her to be the main preacher <laughs> i still want to be the main preacher <laughs> okay so well by the way she prays in tongues and i say pray in the spirit she says mena 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 so she is does something and and things are happening and i really believe they are they are tuning into what we carry can you just sit and enjoy today the word of god yeah so so my friend she called me and she said hey what was that you were going on saying i said oh that's the gift of tongues that god will give you she said yeah i didn't understand what you were saying but whenever you were praying like that i felt i felt there was some kind of power in the room i said wow that's amazing and i said uh, do you like to have it too she said yes and i said she's like what should i do i said do nothing i said just open your heart and tell the lord to fill you with his spirit hmm and she said okay i'll do that she was driving us driving you know car driving so i said lord in the mighty name of jesus fill this dear sister lord just fill her god and i said just praying in the spirit and after some time there was no audio from her side and then after a minute or so then i heard her talk she was not talking she was praying in the spirit and she said a power came and hit me and i didn't know i was going to go and crash my car so i had to pull down to the side and just like that she got filled with the holy spirit people of god what i'm saying is this before you clap what i'm saying is this if you can be hungry for god like that he can meet you any place any time anywhere if you're ready and open for him now you can clap that means how much more can you be hungry for god you know out of my belly can we just sing that song just worship one song with me and then we'll go into the word and as the river flows 
every dead thing to life Declare it It's a life-giving river Oh, let it flow right here, right now Everything you need is shut inside of you, child of God Let the river flow And as the river flows, Jesus, let the river flow today, Lord. Begins to bring every dead thing to life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. Come sing with me. As the river flows, declare it, child of God. It begins to bring every dead thing to life. It's a life-giving
Forget about the naysayers. Focus on the river that is inside of you. Oh, Rabaria Takasakataha. Zambrako Selemene Ada Flora Tebrakaniata. It is flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing. Lord, my rivers will not be stuck. Let your river flow. 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 River flows. It begins to bring every dead thing to life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here. Jesus. Are you flowing in the rivers? Are you letting something flow out of your life, which is a God kind of life? It's a God kind of river that is shut inside of you. Somebody is hearing me from South America. May the Spirit of God come upon you. I prophesy to South America today. South America, hear the word of the Lord. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Eh Rabanianta Brabanianta Raha. Mabraka Sikariata. South America. I prophesy over you. The black panther shall not steal your fruit anymore. Zene Mekonianta. Can you hear me clearly? Can you all hear me clearly? Why did you stop praying? Flow, keep flowing. Keep hearing and keep flowing. South America, the spirit of the Lord God is speaking to you. I don't care if I even have no representation, but I, have, I want somebody to hear this in South America. And if you're connecting even later, or if you're connecting online, you are the point of contact. The black panther shall not have the fruit 
stolen in your land anymore we prophesy that revival will come to south america and the serpent shall be taken off from key locations and the prophetic eagle shall arrive and shall lift up the snakes of deceit and shall dislodge them out of the land of fruit i prophesy over you that you shall be a land flowing with milk and honey not with drugs and abuses anymore let there be a change out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water ah rabani yanta rakaseketele yante salamakoni yanto roboni yata you can say south america don't say i don't know how to influence yet you will influence la chateau ramande reke mazele yanto robo membro sena yanta raba Lord, I thank you for the revival that is coming among the kids in South America. I thank you for the revival spirit flowing in into the land of South America. Those kids shall come out with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, as we speak this word, let there be ripple effects in the camp of the enemy. Every missing link that is broken in South American system for their kids, let it be re-established. I want you to believe right now and pray with me. Lord, the missing link that has broken the system of education in South America, the missing wall, the missing bridge, the missing broken piece, the train track which is broken. Let it be fixed, Lord, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we invoke the mercies of heaven, God. Lord, we ask you to stand up from the throne and re-establish the broken link in the system of South America for the kids, for the orphans, for the widows. Oh, Jesus! We ask you, Lord, that your mercy will locate them. Lord, the trafficking will be stopped from there. The means to make money with a short hand will be stopped. But the means to grow spiritually, physically, intellectually, let the blessing come back, God. Let the black panther be removed. Let the serpents of deceit be removed. And let the revival of the prophetic eagles arrive, God. My father, my father, I pray for fruit to increase, not to be stolen. We, as a church here, from this Chicago area, his nearness Chicago, under the covering of Revived Nations, we are a Revived Nations church. We are not limited to a location, people. Come on, I don't know about you. I'm not, lo- I'm not bound to a location. I am not bound to a location. I'm not bound to local. I'm not a local person. 
I'm called to the nations. So Father, we prophesy over South America. And Lord, I agree in the realms of the Spirit. And we declare the word of the Lord. Even as we pray here, frequencies are being sent, God. Is there anybody online? Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can everybody shout a mighty amen? amen? If you have your Bibles, I'm going to take you step by step. I won't be too long, but may this help you. In life, you have to define yourself. I'm looking at all of you. Okay. You with me? In life, everybody's alive, I know. <laughs> you have to define it to yourself. If you don't, your circumstances will define you. You'll receive a definition from what you went through or what you're going to go through or what is happening around you. With me? Why today Many people, I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about believers, struggle is because we have not allowed God and His Word to define us. We have allowed our environment to define us. Please, you're with me? I, I'll just keep preaching whether you say yes, no, or you don't agree. You know, that's okay. I'll, I'll keep going because we have limited time. Each person begins to define their life based on what they're going through. And if you have already define your life through what you've gone through, now how will you change it? I'm asking you. How will you change it? That's why when Jesus came, the first thing He told the disciples was, follow me and I will make you fishers I will make you fishers of men. You know what happened in that one simple sentence? He removed them from a system. Are you with me? And he placed them into his system. And then he sent them into the world system. He said, you're following 
what you were born into you're following your culture you're following your ancestral uh what to say traditions cultures you're doing all of that but now that i have arrived into this scene i want you to follow me and i will make you what fishers of men basically the lord is saying i'm taking you out of the normal equation with me maybe you can talk a little so i know you with me i'm taking you out of the equation and i'm reintroducing you to the equation of this world but not that you're part of it you come to influence it big difference big difference mighty difference because many people say i can be part of something and i will change it but you know what you are a product of your environment you're very quiet you're all a product of the environment you grew up in whether there was good whether there was bad whether there was breakthrough whether there was limitation all of that you have just soaked it in and you have defined your own self with that do you know some of you you define your limitation as your breakthrough okay you are quiet you define your limitation as your standard ouch you know jesus said Jesus said let me pull up that scripture can you pull up john 15:2 okay today i'm just going to talk i'm just going to have a conversation is that okay you got it oh it's up there every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit did you see that so the, the lord is saying if it does not bear fruit he's going to take it away meaning he's going to release a distance between your intimacy with him and you do you see it do you see it and he says and then he says and every branch that bears fruit meaning the branch is connected to the to the what is that what is saying trunk yeah so the ones which are connected is the ones God is going to do a work on. I know you have heard many preachers preach but I'm giving you my viewpoint on this. And every branch that bears fruit he prunes. Everybody say prunes. We thought I'm going to 
talk as if I've heard your thoughts, okay? We think that God prunes, cuts and, you know, you know what is pruning? Can somebody tell me, some gardeners here, what is pruning? Wow. I love her definition. Can you pass the mic? I know people on Zoom never heard it. So if you can give her the mic. Just, just say, define it for me. Pruning. What is pruning? It cuts away dead things, um, dried out things. And if it's something has grown maybe out of control or you, you prune it so that it stays nice and healthy and full of life. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Thank you so much, woman of God. So you see, people on Zoom, you heard that? Can you, can you wave at me if you got it? Now, look at John chapter 15, verse 2, one more time. <coughs> Every branch in me. Do you see? We have read the word filling up the blanks in our mind. Every branch, everybody say, in me. That means it's connected. But there is no molding according to the grace that he's imparting. Hey. Okay, I'll let you be quiet. Every branch in me, not outside me. The moment we read a word like this in our head, right? We've already thought, that's some branch. But if you read the word again, slowly, with the Holy Spirit, you're going to see what you never saw. Every branch in me is not talking about the world. He's talking about us. If we are in Him and it does not bear fruit, He takes away. Wow. there is something about distance and access with God. For him to say, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. First of all, for that to happen, he has to put a distance between you and him. He can be in you and he can be miles away from you. Because he's already in you. But he will want you to seek him in a way that with Jesus, when you take one step closer to him, you should feel his presence in your life. You with me? Please keep talking, okay? When you take one step closer to him, there should be something in your life that you should say, I feel God, I need to correct things, I need to change things, I need to meticulously start hosting God and then you start paying a price for it. But on the contrary, I pray that you'll somehow understand this word because I'm trying to explain a deep word. But on the contrary, He can be this close to you and he is walking with you and you have no clue about him. And you will live obliviant 
of the presence of God that He has ushered into you. Which is as good as not having God in your life. Getting it? (laughs) Because you're not letting Him bear fruit through you. You have Him, but doesn't do anything to you. Many are like that. Then they say, God, where are you? God is like, I'm with you. I'm not let you to be dead. I've protected you. I've kept you. But somewhere in this whole equation, you don't even know where I am. So what is God doing? When His grace is not bearing fruit, He takes Him takes you away. Meaning what? He increases a distance. And all of a sudden, you realize the need for His presence to come back. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, we're talking about this. He takes away. Taking away. Taking away might sound like God is distancing himself from you but he's actually setting you up to pursue him. Do you see this? That's what I said. People can read this and say this is how I don't bear fruit so God is going to take me away. But he's taking you away so that you can have a comeback. You see this? Do you see this? Because somewhere you will know, I have God in my life, but I don't feel like the way it is supposed to be. What is it? I need to align myself right. I need to fit myself into His grace right. I need to connect with Him right. I need to establish this connection in the right way. And when God pulls you away, He gives you an opportunity to reconnect. And then He, you say, Draw near to me and I shall draw near to you. You're drawing near to Jesus. And then now God is like, now it's recalibration time. Now I can help them to have a better nearness with me. Is this helping somebody? Is this word boring? Then why are you sitting like that? (laughs) Okay. And next thing it says, every branch that bears fruit. This is why this word is so deep. Now, every branch that is already bearing fruit, he prunes. The process which two of you explain happens to people who are actually bearing fruit. This is crazy. It's not talking about people not bearing. People are doing right, things are happening right, but God says, there is more. You get it? Come on, say this with me. There is more. So, If you think you arrived in your spiritual life, child of God, including me, we are all children before God, including me, there is more. In fact, because I'm plugged into Him, come on, say this with me, because I'm plugged in, because I've connected, He's going to prune me. Pruning is not bad. Pruning is good. I'm redefining some things to you. 
don't be so naive. Haven't you read this scripture with a different light? That as if like God is like, you're good for nothing. That's exactly what people have said, right? But look at it through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And to what she was just saying, sometimes some things have to be lifted up away so that you can have a better reach back. You can have a better reception of things back. You have to be lifted up. God has to lift you up to put you away. <laughs> Hold on. I've not even started my sermon. Branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. More fruit. What is the presence of pruning in your life? Can somebody talk to me? Huh? No, he's sorry. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. So what is the meaning of pruning? Yes. And I love that. Can you say it one more time? I, I like this. Can you, Pastor Victim? Uh, getting rid of excess things that are not needed. Wow. Taking away excess things that are not needed. Oof! You guys are better preachers today. That's a good one. Things not needed. I love that. Thank you for saying that. You know why? When you're bearing fruit, for the fruit to develop, it needs life. Correct? And it's generated by the wine. Is that the right word? Trunk? Wine? It is giving life to produce an outcome. But instead of producing the right outcome, producing not needed outcomes. You're getting it now? Connecting the dots? Now when you chop those things, that which is not needed, you're being focused and your fruit becomes purer. Your fruit becomes more tasty. Your fruit becomes more valuable. It doesn't have missing things in it. Your fruit develops into wholeness. And this is the way God works. You know, what is the proof that God is pruning you? Can I give you a key? It's the presence of a word like this coming to you. In the back, somebody said, ouch. It's the ouch. It's the pruning. If there is no word in your life that cuts off unnecessary things, which kind of grinds you, grills you. you know, that's, is that a word? It kinds of shakes you up, makes you uncomfortable. And you say, ouch, that's pruning. Wow, are you excited? For what? To bear better fruit. So every time God sends words like this, teachings which make you uncomfortable, you know what's happening? It is bringing change into your system. It is releasing a presence and a power and an information into your system which will make you not of the system of the world. Going back to what Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Only that can start when you're no more bound to the system like that. 
he calls you out he prunes you he imparts into you now you are not approaching everything like everybody else does you are different all of a sudden you know what i have noticed in our ministry i'm going to say some things people after they start following this prophetic stream often times people will come and tell you you become so different some laughed they'll say oh you're too spiritual now you're always praying now okay you're so different now guess what they don't know the familiar you and the you that is you now is the god kind of you god is trying to form you and that's a place you clap he is trying to define you now when god begins to define you it is not the definition of the world they have to watch you understand you to understand the god definition god is about to release through you so they won't get to know you in the interim you know they will say oh you were so nice with me now i don't even know you guess what child of god that's a compliment the only person who doesn't change you know who it is jesus the same yesterday today and forever but we change from glory to glory dimension to dimension more like him but you know what have you heard some people say oh they make very very bad wrong statements on my dad they say you know blah 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 you remember that i will never change this is how i'm going to be okay brother okay sister we wish you all the best you know but what it is because change requires you with me a new spirit being present in your life oh come on now uh, let me see that change will begin when you detach from the spirit you were attached all of your life and now you're attaching to a new kind of upgraded spirit in your life and all of a sudden for that spirit to be present in your life you have to make accommodations for that kind of information you with me am i screaming that kind of revelation that kind of grace that kind of power that kind of authority to flow through you you have to become uncommon that requires change this people don't like you know and that is why they don't stay in the furnace they want to watch a furnace from the outside but never people will make an effort to step into the furnace because it is the furnace that melts all that is what you call is you and now begins to form a new you which is according to the definition of your maker remember that pot story oh reboni antaraba keep take 30 seconds and start praying right now i want you to rebuke every condemnation every judgment i know what the devil is doing right now he's releasing judgment condemnation guilt on you just shrug it off just blow it out of your system right now tell him i have no time for you right now i'm listening to god 
pruning me. The word of God is pruning me this morning. I am in the hands of God. I am being operated by the word of God. I have no time for you. This word is not a word of judgment. This is a word of upgrade. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on, pray in the spirit. 30 seconds. Come on, engage. See, people on Zoom are saying, this word of God is pruning me. That's right. Come on, press in. One more minute. Already things are happening. He prunes you. So you can bear more fruit. Better fruit. Multiplication of things that are of value in your life. He's removing everything that is not of value. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you, Lord Jesus. So, child of God, when the excess not needed is removed, don't cry over it. Are you going to still cry? At least after this word. You should not cry and say, God, why is this not like that? God is redefining you. Child of God, do you know your purpose? You know who knows it? The Lord. He made you for a purpose. And because He made you for a purpose, it's important you check with Him what's your purpose. For you to even arrive doing that purpose, you have to let Him define you to you. But we have been so defined by the world system, right? Can I tell you something? God, in God's vocabulary, certain words don't exist. Oof, that's a mic drop revelation. Impossible. You think that, that establishes in the creator's dictionary? It does not. It only establishes in our realm. Impossible. Dead ends. Death. I'm, I'm just talking sickness, disease. Now let me talk about a little more spiritual things. Breakthrough. <laughs> it doesn't establish in God's vocabulary. He lives in breakthrough. He moves its breakthrough. He, that is, is constant. You know what I'm saying? Sin doesn't exist. All these things, we as Christians, we spend a lifetime of battling taking you deep now, is because we are held ourselves closer to the definition of the world. But when God begins to define you, impossibilities are all things are possible with God. He's redefining you. You have to start viewing your life through the lens of God. Yourself first and then start viewing outside through the lens of God. If not, you know what's going to happen? Most of the things 
you like me walking around or sitting you're all so quiet what's happening talk to me nobody's saying anything okay any preference you want me to walk a little yeah what is it i didn't hear 50 50 okay let me walk now 50 50 let's walk so it all comes down to knowing who you are again in god identity the thing with this revelation of identity is so rooted in your life existence on earth even for somebody to be entangled with sin is because they don't know their identity for somebody to be a slave of something is also a problem with identity because you don't know but when you allow god to define you and when your identity begins to have a purpose all of a sudden things become foreign not part of your nature there is all of a sudden there's a differentiation happening and you begin to realize oh that's not me i'm not designed to be like that and all of a sudden things begin to get all around you begins to look like breakthrough all around you there is freedom all around you there is life because you are walking away from being pruned you're walking away by being pruned you're also being separated from things that are not needed in your life and identity steps in sheromoni antarabakasite the word sin no no okay okay you know you know let's start a series from today okay so that we become powerful the series what shall we call this series i didn't i didn't complete the hezekiah series right how do i hezekiah the kaya series hezekiah and isaiah those series we didn't close it yet right man we have to close that too okay so <laughs> oh i'm just i'm just thinking what okay let me call this okay i'm trying to give a name can i give a name for this series but it will be prophetic if i don't preach this next week don't blame me okay unlocking the god kind of you only few people unlocking the god kind of you hey this is powerful unlocking say this with me unlocking the god kind of me see because even the breakthrough definition that is there in our mind of our life is somewhere after this you will be able to see it is defined according to the world around you you are saying my breakthrough is supposed to be like that even in that what you say it's according to what the world should view it like do you know that but when god begins to unlock you to bring out the best version out of you not to kill you you know some people say i need to be dead no god made you to be alive so that he can live and reign through you correct lord i don't want to be i'm god is like wait a minute i made you so that you can show off a side of me which nobody else can that has to be unlocked inside of you and god has to unlock the god kind in you okay so there are four key requirements you know this is a startup the moment i said john 15 to you were all like what is this pruning and cutting and throwing it is good now on if anybody says pruning you should say hallelujah that's my promotion right 
I'm becoming better. I'm becoming glorious. I'm becoming powerful. Okay. First thing a believer needs to invest time, life, energy, everything is to understand your God. Understanding your God. I feel like I'm going back from January. I'm pulling something from January of this year. Understanding your God. Number one. Number two. Equally important. This is where it's a mess. Understanding yourself. People have, I understand God, I understand God, I understand God. But have you understood yourself? No. And that is problem. You can understand a lot about God, but understanding God will lead you to understand yourself. Because only then, God can flow through you. If you don't understand yourself, like I just mentioned, John 15, 2. If any branch be in me and does not bear fruit, continues to happen. Oof, this is deep, people. You just heard what I just said? Because then you will be like, I'm in God, but no fruit. Because you are, you are trying to understand God all the while, but you're not understood yourself. God is like, okay, you're a branch in me, but there's no fruit bearing happening because you, instead of being a conductor, you're becoming a resistor. You know what I'm saying? You have God, but God cannot flow through you. So that is understanding yourself. So important. Third, understanding your associations. Understanding the genesis of your life. Believe it or not, this is one part which will fight. You with me? I'll be done soon. Which will fight every individual at a point of time in their life. You can say, I walked away from this. It is not going to follow me. But some people have seen. Until 40, 45, there's no issues. At 45 or something, something begins to creep up. And they say, I never thought this was existing in my life. That is because it is part of your generational family chain. You got to understand the genesis, the association, where you come from, how you were made, what brought you into this earth. There is information about you. If you don't deal with that and get understanding of that, you with me? Should I just say amen and close it? It is like a ticking time bomb present in your life like a landmine. You can say it is not there. You can say it is not going to explode. But believe me, I'm not saying it should. You will begin to see the ugliness of it here and there. And you need to go and unearth it. And this is God's grace that will come and rescue you. Every man of God Every woman of God, every child of God, this third point, they have to take ownership. They have to become their own deliverer. Can somebody shout an amen? This thing is rooted in many things. You see, insecurities, offenses, everything. They're all connected to this realm. Second one, third one. The fourth thing. Understanding to have dominion over your environment. This one, this one, this one, 
this one is powerful. You know, a few years ago, I was invited as a prophet to uh, give a, a huge church counsel about their pastors, their board team, and everything. You with me? Can I share one small story? And um, it was a pretty big church, amazing leadership, all of it that you call prophetic, everything, everything existed there. So they wanted me to go as a prophet and tell them something they didn't know. <laughs> you know, because they, they, they felt they knew everything, but they still were humble enough to call me. I said, sure, I'll come. So the, the pastor, they, they had multiple pastors. The pastors were all very nice people, very good, everything. So this is like a prophetic core team. Board. You know what I'm saying? The, how to run the church for the next year, you know? They were like, really, they want God to speak. So I prepared praying. I prepared seeking God's heart. I really prepared going after God. And I said, while I was driving, I said, God, and I had to travel for this. So finally, on my final last junction of driving, you know, I said, God, I'm ready. I've prayed. I will follow everything you will do. And then I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, Son, do everything I tell you the moment you open the door into that meeting. I said, sure. Which, which is always the deal, right? We want to do it. Okay, I've started this series. So this one story will finish and we will close today, okay? And uh, I, so you got those four points, understanding God and all those four points. Start pondering over these things. Your life will never be the same again. After this revelation and light hits your life, you'll be a champion. It's going to change the game of your life. You will say, I am so limited. You'll, you'll, you'll start thinking, from where did I get the definition from? Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. Something is going to shift, you know. So, so now I'm driving the last straw of this drive. I'm, and I said, God, I'll do everything. I entered. I opened. I was about to go in. I opened the <laughs> big, the room was big, okay. I opened. There are all people. So I saw all these people, maybe like 30 people. I was supposed to speak to all these 30 leaders. Oh, they're all leaders. So they had, um, you know, sodas, coffees, drinks, you know, all of it in their hands. They're all scattered across the room. There's a huge table, boardroom table, huge. Nobody was sitting there. Nobody was sitting there. And then on the left side, there was one chair facing the whole boardroom table. Okay. So I got in. People are all chatting. They're laughing. They're having a good time. It's very good. I'm not anti that, please. Don't judge me, okay, after this. I got in. The Holy Spirit started talking to me. Lynn, you're receiving something. That's amazing. And, um, and, and this is what the Holy Spirit said. Speak to no one. I was like, okay, that's being rude, right? The pastors are called. At least I should go say, hey, hello, you know? The Holy Spirit said, speak to no one. Do you remember Jesus when he sent his disciples? He said, don't greet anybody on the road. So that scripture came to me. I'm like, this is certainly the Lord, not the devil. So, you know, okay, it's okay. I'll just, I'll throw my theology. I, I'm like, you know, there are times I go to preach. Lynn, you know what I do? Some churches where I go to preach, I pray that never invite me again. I know it's crazy. You know why? Because I want to do a kind of pruning, which will give them a tenacity for a lifetime. Because, because if, I, if I'm not sent to do that, what's my point? 
year after year preaching there oh kudos good job keep doing this what is the point if that one sermon can raise 10 leaders in the room my job is done not putting bandaid diaper changing i'm sorry my <laughs> diaper change bandaid how are you oh you rub my shoulder i rub your back you know i, I i'm okay you know please hate me no i'm just saying so i i said i said okay god i got in opened the door the lord said greet no one i greeted no one and i am it's taking second i'm like what's next instructions instructions what's next what am i it's like it's like a super agent movie you know i'm walking i'm like what do i do next and i see this chair on the left side of the boat table the lord says go take it nobody asked me to sit there okay don't attempt all this without the voice of god <laughs> might go very wrong they might just throw people out you know come on it's okay to laugh okay so so i'm like i'm seeing everybody drinking juice soda you know chips yes all they're all ready to receive me but they're all doing some things i slowly walked in i looked at the chair the holy spirit said take it down and i said okay lord this is kind of nerve wracking right now the pastors are all standing i'm passing them through i go to this chair and the lord said pull the chair sit down and put your leg over <laughs> the leg body language the lord said put your leg like this you know usually i don't sit like that i'm giving you keys i don't usually sit like that so god is telling me sit like this and i did that and the holy spirit said even scooch down a little so what i did exactly what i did okay you can't see but i sat like i'm the boss sat down like this put my leg over it and the holy spirit said tap on the table three times and now i'm like god this is too much but God is like if you are my prophet you need to do it. I did. The whole room shifted. Everybody paid attention to me now. First the worship leader pulled the chair sat down with reverence. Then the pastors. Then the whole room settled down. Quiet. Listening. And I don't know what happened. the fear of god hit the pastor he said well we have the prophet here now and he will uh, tell us um, what god has put in his heart i said thank you man of god i opened my mouth to speak 10 minutes the power of god hit the room people were thrown out of their chairs people were rolling on the floor deliverances happened and the whole place was turned upside down guess what i understood one thing that that day what happened was the genesis of this four points understanding god understanding yourself because you know what i would have done you know be this humble nice man of god enter the room hello pastor how are you oh you're the worship leader and you will take me to one person oh how are you how are you you know you do you want coffee i want uh, juice and but the end of time i'm already exhausted disconnected from god i have nothing to offer them then they will be like oh he's like one among us now let's settle down to sit down it's like a sheep being gathered you know you sit there you sit here finally at the end of time i'm getting there down god is gone out of the equation guys and i have lost my sense of what to do third one was understanding your associations understanding your environment 
everything happened in that. That day I realized, I said, you know what? The God we serve, we have made him too simple. But he's more powerful than we know him. The moment we walk with him in the way he wants us to walk, everything is going to shift, guys. And there has to be pruning. That day was a pruning for me. That day, that whole incident was a pruning for me. And I understood. God's hand can be on your life. But if you don't know these four things, you'll still mess it up. The Holy Spirit will never force himself. There are, you know, prophets in the Bible almost done. Jeremiah believed in crying all the time. God loved it. Prophet Elijah believed in calling down fire. God loved it. Isaiah believed in different ways. Ezekiel believed in different ways. You might have a way, an understanding of God, how God functions through you only when you have understood God and yourself. Have you invested your time to know yourself, church? You know what? I think 2020 is a decade that God has given to the church in mercy. We're already in 2023. You're with me? I think we have seven or eight more years to impact, do whatever we want. You listening? Time is closing out. I'm not saying that's the return of the Lord. I'm not saying that. This window is a window of opportunity. All you want to be, do for the Lord, be now. Don't wait for another decade to pass by. We saw when, when the pandemic hit, churches got closed. You think the enemy is sitting and not working right now? You think he's just sitting there and doing nothing? He's planning a lot of things. Where is the bride now? And the bride has to understand the bridegroom. The bride has to know her strengths. The bride has to know her weaknesses too, right? The bride has to know your triggers. The bride has to know her own insecurities. The bride has to know their own offenses. The bride has to know what can take them away from their bridegroom. The bride has to know what is the traps of the enemy. How will we know all this? God is not pruning us. We have to become different. You have to be welded with the wind and the fire. And I'll tell you what, when you allow God to take you in that route, something is going to happen. It won't be you. He will start living through you. And I'll tell you, that's the best life. You walk into places. You walk into connections. Everything just changes and you see the grace of God 
bear fruit. If anybody is in me, if anybody bears fruit in me, I'm going to keep telling them, remove the excess, that which is not needed. I'm going to keep telling them how to become more powerful. I know. Today's word was not, hey, hallelujah, amen, jump on the floor. But do you know, this is a word of breakthrough for you. Do you know, things have progressed so much in the spirit already. Do you know that? The Bible quotes about David and his mighty men. Right? Yet, those mighty men were broken people. With me? I'm going to say this and we're going to start to close. Can you all smile a little? Am I looking that bad today? I thought my wife dressed me the best to look, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, uh, David and his mighty men. The story goes by saying that all they were rejects of the society, broken people. But you know what is so amazing, church? They were not called David and his broken people. Their reputation shifted. It was David and his mighty men. They came with a kind of fruit already in their life. That fruit was brokenness through every part of their life, injected by society, whatever it is. They grew up, they were broken men, broken families. But after they started journeying with a man called David, the grace on his life flowed over them in such a way their brokenness was transformed to might. Do you see this? But before you say hallelujah, I want to show you one piece in it. They made sure to let go of their brokenness and and embrace the might of God. Hallelujah. Today's generation, everything, I'm going to say this, Social media is promoting day in and out, day in and out, day in and out. They're promoting brokenness. Do you see it? You will see it from today after I said this. You will open news media. I'll tell you, your eyes are going to wide open right now after this. Every time now you look, your lens is going to change. Everything they promote is brokenness. They want people to embrace their brokenness, not transformation. Do you see it? They say, you know, uh, these people are like this, so... We have to support their brokenness. This is like this, so we'll support this brokenness. This is like that, so we'll support this brokenness. It is the system of the devil to make you remain broken and not bear the fruit of God that God has called you into. To keep you in that limitation. You know, when, you know, when will people work, earn to become, you know, to make money? When they don't get much support. Please give me a second to explain this. But if somebody keeps giving you money and will tell you, you're not good for anything else. You remain like this. I will keep you like this. You know what's going to happen? You will never explore the potential you have in your own life. I'm just giving you one small example. That means you'll remain in the same way to the, to the end of your life till your last breath. But if 
But if somebody comes and tells you, hey, you're more powerful than this. You might have a support for a few months and few years, but after that, you can be mighty. The system of the world will not tell you that. That will keep you broken and they will thrive on your brokenness. They will never allow you to be the God kind of you you are made to. Don't tell me that when my God made you, he made you not enough. Don't tell me that. Don't agree to that lie. When he made you, he put everything inside of your DNA to be the man and the woman that God has called you to be. He knows the timeline better than you. He knows the generation better than you. He knows the world better than us. He knows mankind since Genesis. He made you from the inside out. He knows you well. But there's a system. Now we're connecting all the dots, right? Are you? He's defining you to remain in a certain way. So when David rejects of the society, they started following him. David showed who God was in his life. They watched David and they began to receive a kind of information, a kind of revelation, a kind of anointing, a kind of impartation. All of a sudden they said, we don't want this brokenness. Messed up I might have been last summer. You know, I know what you did last summer. That's a movie, right? You know, the devil will come and say, I know what you did last summer. All right, you can sit. That was last summer. Come and check me out this summer. I've moved to a different category. You know, you know, you know, it is, it is like, you know, broken I might have been in the past, but this is not my territory. I'm moving up because I know my path. I know my maker. I'm connected to him and his grace is not going to be vain in my life. That was the statement of Paul. Paul, who was what? A Saul. He was saying something. He said, I was a murderer. I did so many things against the church. But when the grace of God hit my life, his grace was not in vain. I allowed the grace to flow through me. It removed all the errors. Can somebody shout an amen? It removed all the deceptions from me. It removed all the insecurities from me. It removed all my brokenness. And a new man came out, out of the soul and he became the Paul. And he said, I am, you ever want to hear this? I am who I am by the grace of God. And his grace upon my life is not in vain. Oof. My goodness. That's what is the speciality of Jesus. This is what gives us the passport, the access to see how an individual can be transformed from glory to glory. That's why David and his mighty men, that is so powerful. They let go of their brokenness and they said, that's my past. But now I'm on a new journey with this Lord. I see this man. I see him, what he's doing. If God could do with him, he can do it with me. And the Bible says, it is not just David who killed the giant. His mighty men, they killed three more Goliath's siblings, you know. They finished the family. <laughs> you know? And the story doesn't even write about it. David and his mighty men. Today, church, please. Your brokenness, God understands it. But let go of it. Let go of it. 
you have to let go of your brokenness and begin to receive the might of god i'm seeing a vision i know it's time i'm seeing a vision of start plug starting plug what is it called plugs spark plug spark plug i'm seeing a vision of it. it's being screwed in what does it mean what what is it that you guys you said the word spark plug i'm seeing like a starting plug i called it the starting plug being put into a machinery i feel like something is about to start in your life that you're about to let go of your brokenness you're going to say no matter how married i feel to my past i've divorced it i'll let go of it i will not carry my past into my future i won't carry my brokenness one day longer to go further when god is wanting to fill me with this grace i don't want to partner with this you got to make up your mind you know what there is a kind of power that is coming to you today it might not sound very spiritual but it is very spiritual you're about to have greater will power can somebody shout an amen i am telling you from today i prophesy over you in the name of jesus you'll have going to have a kind of will power which will say no to be a no yes to be a yes you won't be dangling in between no 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 you're going to say i said no devil back off that's it your will power you know you know will power i'm seeing like a wall built around your mind your will power is rising up you're going to become strong you won't allow the enemies any targets to come in you're going to say no sakarabaniyanta i remember when a word like this came in india in our church i know drug addicts were delivered they were all of a sudden got a will power to say no to their brokenness they began to say i i don't want to do this they would say i don't want i don't want and they would fall but now there came an ammunition in their spirit and their mind got straightened up and their mind got quickened and all of a sudden they said my no is a no even if i die i won't touch it and they were delivered there is power inside of you out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water and wherever this river flows it is going to begin to bring every dead thing to life i'm seeing one more vision hear me ah rabani anta rakaseke the punishment of the romans in the old days was they were they will put a dead body a corpse dead thing they'll put it on the shoulder of a healthy person and tie tie you know on the back you know they tie the tie the dead corpse to their back it's a kind of a punishment now this dead thing is begin to rot it begins to stink and they cannot escape that that's their punishment eventually the dead thing kills them it infects them and that's why when paul was ministering he said you're not a slave to dead things you're not a slave you're not a slave ah i decree and declare over you you're not a slave to anything that is dead in your life you're breaking off ties by the grace of god that is present in this room you will say no to dead things in your life in the mighty name of jesus come on rise up to your feet ah rabani anta rabasekete thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus 
you will redefine your life not based on what you have been carrying but what you have been made for oh did this word help somebody lanto roboniante zebro moriante sikaraba zanta rebromonianto thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus people on zoom thank you for journeying with us May this grace begin to locate you wherever you are. Some some characteristics are changing too. Any dead characteristics, you're going to let go of it. You're let go letting go of it. You know, I told you. You know, my wife and I it's like it's our anniversary, but we have come a long way. There are times she would say to me, it's a good thing, not a bad thing I'm saying. she's saying you just sounded like your mother and i'm like oh my goodness that's the last thing i want to be doing i love my mother but i don't want to be her i am me and you know i in the beginning i would take offense but later on i said that is not me <laughs> and i said any remnants i'm carrying in my life i can't keep be shaped by it and i realized oh wow These are the things I need to pay attention and change and surely I did today when I look when I look at the mirror I want to find me church who do you find in the mirror when you look at today the god kind in you unlocked or still the remnants there will be remnants hear me out but when you identify that oh oh you are on a path for victory you're like I'm becoming the god kind I'm called to be Oh sekarianta labahasekenianta Oh may God give you will power today May God make you make you a better version of you Can I just pray over you I'm going to pray I was praying for you even before the service not today this morning and I wrote down some things Can I declare that over you and I wrote it down because I know I can forget it or else I want today your amens to be loud and clear. Will that be nice? Okay, ready? Let's go. I prayed, Lord, let an inevitable clear change begin in the lives of your people. Amen. May you begin to do what you were never able to do before in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> no more shall impossible be impossible. made become possible with the lord amen this is the last good one i was like god i want this in the mighty name of jesus win every battle amen. break every barrier amen. remove every mountains amen. and command the seas to open in the mighty name of jesus amen. oh celebrate 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 thank you lord jesus hallelujah Church, you have this grace today. You have received this grace today. Go and not be ashamed of who you are. Rise up to the new you. Start unlocking yourself. Understand God and all that I gave you is just begin to journey. You will never be the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus and everybody shouted a mighty amen. amen.